Welcome back to the Pod Show, episode 17. Welcome back from wherever you were. <laughs> I know you guys have been waiting for our return, and we're finally back. High demand, low supply. <laughs> um, this week, we are, are we experimenting with Indian food? We are in India, live from India. Name one city in India. Ready, set, go. Delhi. Very good. And another one. <laughs> um, I don't know many others either. New Guinea. I don't know if that's there. That seems like another country. Okay. Chandigarh is another city that's there. I always think Dubai is India, but it's not. No. It's like its own island. I don't know if Dubai is an island. I believe it's in the Middle East. United Arab, it just sounds like United it would be Arab Emirates. It just sounds like an Indian word. Maybe. To be honest, Maybe we does. don't really know a lot about Indian culture. No. But we thought this would be a good introduction into it by creating some of the popular Indian American recipes. Cooking and eating Indian food. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Do you want to learn a couple things about India before we talk about food? Sure. You sure? I'm really sure. All right. Well, <laughs> they invented a lot of things, but one of those things they invented, we use it in the shower. Guess what it is? Uh, shampoo. Yes. Do they really? Correct. Ding, ding, ding. When did they invent shampoo? I don't know when, but they did it. Are you sure? Yeah. They even have a word, the word... Shampoo uh -huh. comes from a Sanskrit word, which is an Indian language or language that oh. originated there. And the word is C H A M P U, shampoo, and for them it means to massage. Hmm. Interesting. I did not know that. I didn't either. I wonder, uh, so when was that word invented? I don't know. You asked me that. Uh, I, I can't. Can't okay. get all the facts. All right, That's well, not part of the fun fact. Yeah, let's let's move on. Um, did you know India is the world's largest milk producer? I did. They make the most milk of any country. More than Europe. Well, yes. Is it because and is it like are they the most like one of the most heavily heavy consumers of dairy products? I don't know. I didn't get all the info. Yeah. It's funny, like, I don't think of, when I think of dairy, I immediately think of European countries, American countries, but a lot of Indian cuisine does have, like, dairy in it, but in the form of, like, cream and not, mm -hmm. not really cheese, right? I think there is some cheese, but I don't know enough to know what kinds of cheese. Yeah. They're different cheeses than we would think yeah. of, not, like, cheddar. Yeah. Nothing. No. Do you think of cows when you think of India? Um, Yeah. Why do you think of cows when you think of India? Because Indians find cows to be sacred, and it's a real sin to kill one and eat one, and they're they're allowed to like walk in your home. Mm. Yes. Now. So there's a lot of vegetarians too in India. Did you know that cows have their own bill of rights in India? Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the constitution. What are their rights? Well, they must have good lobbyists because they are not allowed to be sold or 
slaughtered. They're not allowed to be slaughtered? No. What, really? You can't slaughter a sacred cow. So what cow. if you want to eat beef in India? You gotta check out the black <laughs> market. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a good question. What, you know, what if you don't slaughter the cow, but the cow is dead? Yeah. Just can eat. you eat, can you eat that cow? Yeah, if it just comes dead from another country or if there's a, if a cow dies. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Natural, I mean, just because India has cows doesn't mean they don't die there magically. Every animal dies, you know? Well, I guess, like, they perceive that as a sick animal. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? That they wouldn't want to eat a it? dead, if it died of natural causes, it must not be able to be eaten. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'd hmm. want to eat a cow that was really sick and All right. died. All right, here's another uh, scenario then. <laughs> Someone's whizzing down the road in their car and they hit a cow. Boom, it's dead. Very vital cow right before it died. Totally an accident. Okay, it was vital. But now we have, you know, a surplus <laughs> of cow meat. And you, in this scenario, are an Indian person. You gotta think of yourself as that. You still probably don't eat that. Well, yeah, because, like, I wouldn't want to be shamed. Because that's... Shame is a horrible feeling. Hmm. And... I'd want to fit in with my friends. So did you know that India inve invented chess? No, really? Yeah. I don't believe And it. you thought Queen's Gambit was this different kind of thing. Wow. I, it's interesting to learn that like Turns a lot of... Turns out Queen's Gambit was made by India. A lot of... Came out of Bollywood. The things that are so important in our culture are like derivatives of like other very different cultures. Mm. Like I know black pepper like came from India. Whoa. Did you know that? A lot of and spices now it's came used, from India. Yeah, it's like, you, well, black pepper is like used all over the world in like every cuisine. Marco Polo. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, they're big spice people. It was like the spice road. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they've been a huge asset to our world. I agree. Guess how many people they have. Two billion. No. Um, a hundred million. More than a hundred million. Really? Less than two billion. Three hundred million. More than three hundred million. Five hundred. More than five hundred million. Seven hundred. More than seven hundred. Keep going up. Eight nine hundred. It's over the millions. Billion? Yeah. What? Yeah. How many billion? I mean how it's estimated that there's one point three five two billion people in India, but that estimate was a few years old. What the hell? A few years old, so there's there's probably more. And how many are in the world? Isn't there like six billion in the world? I don't know anymore. I think there's eight billion. So almost. they take up like one eighth of the world. Yeah, they're the second most populated country. What's the first? You take a guess. China. China. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's a lot of people in one spot. Do you yes. think people feel crowded? I'm not sure. You don't really know. I bet some of them do. Yeah. Do you want to go to India? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say yes. Um, sorry, I answered it very, <laughs> very realistically. <laughs> I always think of like, okay... When someone asks me, do you want to go to blank place? I always get, like, serious. <laughs> and I'm like, do I have time to do that in my life? Nope, I don't. Not going. 
That's what I think of when people ask me that question. Yeah, and plus, like, out of all the places that you would choose to but go, but usually that's not, not what the question. That's not what the question's ever about. When no, people ask you, like, do you want to go to a place? They're not saying, <laughs> in a realistic sense, would you want to go to place? They're saying, like, yeah, hey, what do you actually think about that place? And then when I respond, no, it makes me seem really mean. <laughs> but really, I've just I've, I've thought of it too much. Like, if you said, I don't know, let's say if you picked pretty much any and all countries that don't involve that long of a flight, I would probably at least get a maybe. Yeah. Maybe even a yes. Yeah, I see what you mean. Now, when there's a lot of people, there's also a lot of buildings. Yeah. How many mosques do you think are in India? Mind you, India is not a strictly Muslim, uh, like, Muslim country yeah. by any means. I think there's a good amount of Muslim people there, but it's not the main, you know, like there's tons of churches in the U.S. But Islam yeah. is not like Christianity is in yeah. India. So um, um, how many mosques? I would say to 10,000. 10,000. All right. More. 20. More. Got to go up another digit. A hundred million. A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand is close. There's three times that. There's three hundred thousand. Over three hundred thousand mosques in India. That's a lot. Who even counted all of them? I don't know. I almost don't believe it. I bet I know who counted them. Who? Mom. <laughs> the cows and their lobbyists. I mean, I guess they've got nothing else to do but just walk around, count mosques all day. What if we reinvented Indian food with beef? No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um, I'm sure that it can be done. <laughs> but the thing is, beef, on it tastes good on its own. Like, a lot True. of these Indian dishes, like, are, you know, the piece of lean meat with all this other shit added on top. Stuff. Yeah. But, again, <laughs> apparently Indian food, like every other culture, is complex and, like, we're only getting, like, a snippet of, like, what Oh, yeah, we barely, we don't know. We don't know anything about, like, real Indian food, the history of Indian food. We don't like, know about Indian food at all. And I think the dishes that we end up choosing are, like, newly created Indian dishes. Yeah. Not traditional. Not super traditional. But I guess some of the spices... India's also a very big are... place, so you'd imagine, too, that there's many different regional foods yeah. within India that we're not privy to. Yeah. Yeah. So what did we cook? We cooked three different dishes not one not two but three yes one meal yeah it took about four hours i think yeah. yes uh so we made naan bread punjabi chana mm -hmm. and butter chicken what is punjabi chana punjabi chana is chickpeas stewed in a tomato and spice sauce mm. yes and uh, butter chicken is chicken thighs marinating yogurt cooked with butter and cream and tomato. So it's a very creamy, thick sauce. Sounds like a buttery sauce. It is. I like butter. I think people would now, think of the it as Now, the butter came from? Oh. Cows. So they do have a very good commercial and lobbying and marketing department. <laughs> Maybe our cows should take note. Yeah. I mean, I guess the cows in India don't mind giving their milk away. 
They must have like very strong clerical skills. Yeah. Good at filling out forms. Yeah, especially in India. I mean, they <laughs> they do count all those mosques after all, so. Yes. They do have to be able to count very well. Um, so, did you like the food? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I, I enjoyed eating all the food that we made for this. Um, yeah. I guess we'll talk more about our feelings on it at the end. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I think we have to talk about cooking each thing. Yes. All right, well, I think I timed it appropriately. I started at about 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we didn't start eating until like 7 o'clock. Okay. Um, and so the first step was I knew we needed to do was start with the non bread because it had to rise twice. It, was gonna, it took a total of like 2-3 hours. And the first step with the non bread was combining yeast, sugar, and warm water in a bowl. And then you let it sit for 5-10 minutes and then it's supposed to foam. Now, after 5-10 minutes, I looked at this yeast mixture and there was no foam. So I was a little concerned. There so were I, little bubbles, but there was no like, real foam. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a little concerned, so I was like, okay, I'm going to try it again. I'm actually going to like measure the temperature this time because it says here 110, 115 degrees. So I ended up like using a little bit cooler uh, water. And when I tried again, it did not make a significant difference. So might come in, check it out. And, you know, we didn't know what to do. So we just decided to continue along, even though there was no foam or not a significant amount. Yeah. Tricky step. So I'm not sure if it was the yeast or what. I think it might have been the yeast. Wow. We also cut the recipe in half, so maybe that like... Yes, we cut it in half and our measurements were close, but not exactly. Maybe that's what it was. Could have been many things. Who knows? Could have been the recipe was just too specific. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that's how we started with the naan. Yes, that's how we started with the naan. And then we um, added... uh, Flour, about two and a quarter cups of flour, uh, one teaspoon of salt, half teaspoon of baking powder. Uh, we mixed that all together, so mixed all the dry ingredients. Then we added in the yeast mixture, milk. It was about like one half tablespoons of milk, one tablespoon of Greek yogurt, uh, half an egg, and um, one tablespoon of butter, melted butter. Actually, in the recipe, they did recommend a vegetable oil, but we don't eat vegetable oil, so... Say no to seed oil. (laughs) Yeah. More like factory oil. So, we said no to that. I don't know if that, too, made a difference in Mm -hmm. the texture of it, but I doubt. That said Greek yogurt in there, and we didn't use Indian yogurt, did we? It says plain Greek yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, then you knead the dough together until it's smooth and elastic. They recommended a mixer, if you have that, but we didn't have it, so we just used our hands. I noticed kneading it, that it was like a little stiff and dry, and it didn't feel like the right consistency. So I added more water, probably another like, you know, cup of water, because it was so dry. And then eventually it was like malleable enough, I'm like, alright, I guess this is good. And, uh, after that I put the dough in a large oil bowl, olive oil. And I covered the bowl with plastic wrap and then a kitchen towel. You know, let it rise for an hour. It's supposed to double in size. After an hour, come back 
It did not budge. It didn't grow at all? No. So, I think, again, not sure what happened there, but... Some dud yeast in there. Some dud yeast is my prediction, because we really were careful with that. Or the measurements were off, I don't know. Um, and, uh, because all the measurements are in, like, you know, volume and not weight, so that could be skewed. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with baking, it's, like, all very exact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, after it rised for an hour, um, Mike came in, and he got involved with the naan bread. Why was that? When was this? Why was that? Oh, why was that? Oh, well, yeah, there's a reason why Mike came in. I guess, yeah, I guess I could tell him now. So, like, (laughs) while we were waiting for the dough to rise, I was chopping onions for the Punjabi chana. And as I was chopping, <laughs> I chopped off my nail. <laughs> it did not call for any fingers in the recipe, but we almost a- added one. So I chopped it off, and I looked at it, and it was hanging by a tiny thread. That's not true. Oh, your fingernail. Yes, yeah, fingernail. Yeah, not the whole finger, yeah. And it wasn't the whole nail. It was like one half of the nail. <laughs> It was kind of bad. Like, on the side, on the left side. About as bad as it could get without it being really bad. And it hurt a lot, and I, th- I think I screamed. Did I scream? I don't know, but you were all kinds of embarrassed and disturbed, and it's not fun. Yeah, and then Mike came in, he's like, oh, we need to bandage this up, so we put, like, a little gauze on it, and then Mike was like, okay, I'm doing the chopping now, which understandably so. Yep, you were <laughs> off chopping duty. But I... I have to say, when I was watching you chop, I was like, oh, I really want to like get back in the chopping zone, but I understood that I couldn't. A little territorial also... in the kitchen. <laughs> also, I chop really fast. You're very slow, and I wanted to move it along, but you also chop much nicer than me. Hmm. That's for sure. Patience. Um, but yeah, so I currently sew a band-aid on me. It's actually something I've got to like deal with later today, because hmm. the gauze is stuck to my wound. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know yeah and it really hurts to pull it off so pray for me later (laughs) breaking breaders yeah we gotta break the gauze off your finger we'll put you in a bath (laughs) not looking forward to it uh i'm looking forward to non bread yes anyway so mike comes in after an hour of it not rising he um, punches the dough I don't know what that does, but he does That's it. what you're supposed to do once it rises. You punch it back. Okay. Yeah. Well, it didn't even rise, so it wasn't even necessary. I just squished it. <laughs> and then divide it into four parts. Uh, and then we rolled out each of the parts into balls. And then placed them on a lightly floured baking sheet. And covered with a slightly damp kitchen towel. And then it was supposed to double in size again. Another 40, 60 minutes. But it did not double in size. Nope. Um, and so after that was done, we put that to the side and did the rest of the cooking. Right. So the naan was just kind of like ready to go, um, you know, like at the very end of it our cooking. It was prepped, yeah. It only took a couple minutes of cooking in the oven for it to actually cook. So yeah. we set it aside and we returned to other parts of the meal. And I should say with the naan that yes. after... It rose the second time. We rolled it out into like the teardrop shape, like the shape that you mm-hmm. recognize non bread as, and then it was ready to be put in the oven. But yeah, yeah, you have to roll it out into like an oval. Yeah. Thin. 
Yep. So that was the non bread, and then we'll talk about, I guess, like how we cooked it, like at the very end. All chronological today. Yes. Well, we, we forgot to start with the marinating of the chicken, which was the very oh, first yes. step of all. So now so we're, we're before out of sequence. the non even Jeez. happened. Yeah, this is a very complex meal. Um, the before the non was created, the day before we started the butter chicken, and what we did is we combined it. So basically, a big part of the recipe is just chicken thighs marinated in full fat yogurt and spices. And then that whole mixture gets thrown into a pot, you know, with butter and cream and tomato, and it simmers. Um, so you have to marinate the chicken. You should marinate it in the uh, yogurt the night before because the yogurt helps tenderize it, adds flavor to it. So to do this, you whisk together about three quarters of a cup of full fat yogurt, one tablespoon of lemon juice, half a tablespoon of turmeric, one tablespoon of gram masala, one tablespoon of cumin. Just mix it all together. And then you add in the chicken thighs. So we put this all together in a plastic bag. We threw it in the fridge. I also added salt on the chicken thighs. It didn't say on the recipe, but I always add salt. It was necessary. Yes. And so that was in the fridge for all night long. And then we get to that, we start cooking the um, butter chicken after the Punjabi chana. Oh, not so sure. Back to the Punjabi I'm not sure chana. we need to be too chronological. <laughs> Should I just stay with butter chicken? No, you can talk about what you want. Okay. So yeah, so we start, after the naan was prepped, start the Punjabi chana. All right? Yep. So prep the naan and we um, have the chicken marinating it in the fridge. So for the Punjabi chana, what you have to do is you take a medium saucepan over medium low heat, heat the oil, it's about like half tablespoon of butter and onion and saute until, you know, it's translucent and soft, like five minutes. Then you add in about Two, tea, two, three cloves of minced garlic, like maybe an inch of minced ginger. You cook that all together until it's fragrant, another three minutes. Then add in two chopped tomatoes, quarter cup of water, and cover and cook until the tenders are, the tomatoes are soft, so like five minutes. So basically like simmering together. Just getting the bowl Tomatoes, ready. onion, a little fat, ginger, garlic. So this is all going to be the sauce. Um, so after it's all cooked, it cooked through for, you know, it's like five, 10 minutes. You're going to take this mixture, you're going to puree it in a food processor. Um, then you return the, the pureed sauce to the pan, add the spices. So we're adding paprika, salt, coriander, gram masala, turmeric, and lemon juice. There's a lot of, lot of flavors in this sauce, that's for sure. Then you add in two cans of chickpeas and bring to a boil. Reduce heat to low, and you let that simmer for 45 minutes. Um, and so while that was simmering, we then go into the butter chicken. Do we food process our sauce? With the butter chicken? No, for the Punjabi chana. Yeah, I said that. Oh. Yeah. I just don't remember doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I have, uh, it's on our Instagram no, store. No, I'm not doubting it. No, no, I know. <laughs> um... Yeah, it was actually a really good sauce. I really want to, like, use that sauce in, like, other <laughs> recipes. 
Moving forward. <laughs> Moving forward, indeed. Okay, so after, so we have the chicken marinating in the fridge. You took it out. Took it out. All right, and then now we're at the very last, like, 45 minutes of cooking. Large pan over medium heat. We melt the butter. So we added in, um, how much butter was it? So, uh, it should have been an eighth of a pound of butter, but I did a quarter pound. Because I didn't cut that ingredient in half. We were working with so, a half recipe except the butter. So we ate about a stick of butter each. <laughs> Maybe more. We ate a lot of butter, but, you know, at least it, it didn't come out bad. Now we know why they're the largest dairy producer. Yeah, it's a very rich meal. Um, so you melt the butter in the, um, in the pan, and then when it starts to foam, we add the onions. So you add about... Uh, one medium onion, one medium peeled and diced onion that Mike peeled and diced because I couldn't do that. You were injured. Uh, and then you add in two cloves of minced garlic, three, one tablespoon of fresh ginger, diced. And then you stir it together. Then you add in cumin seeds and then you keep cooking that. Then you add in a half a cinnamon stick, um, one diced tomato, salt, cook another 10 minutes. Now you add the chicken in with the marinade and then cook for five minutes. Then you add in chicken stock, you bring to boil, lower heat, and then you let that cook for 30 minutes. So we're almost at the end here. Mm -hmm. Then you stir in, after 30 minutes of it simmering, so the chicken is, you know, all the sauce are coming, all the flavors are coming together. Um, the chicken's cooking through. You stir in about three quarters of a cup of cream and one teaspoon of tomato paste. And then you keep cooking for like five, ten minutes. And that's it. At the very end, you top it off with some chopped onions, I mean, almonds, and cilantro. So when we had like two, three minutes left of the butter chicken, we put the naan in the oven. So to do that, again, it's in teardrop shape. Uh, you turn the oven to like 425 once it's, and you put the oven at 425 and you put in a pizza stone. Once it gets to 425 and the pizza stone's hot, you then turn on the oven to broil, mm -hmm. add the uh, naan onto the pizza stone and cook it for about two to four minutes until it starts to puff up and brown. Then you remove it from the oven and then it's done. So it's really quick. And you spread butter on it after. Then you spread more butter on it. Yep. Butter, and we did a little rosemary and garlic, too. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And then, bon appetit, then you're done. That's it. Yeah, and we served it all together, and what did you think? I thought it was very good. Everything tasted really good. Yeah. I thought the sauce in the butter chicken was amazing. I didn't realize until, like, after the fact that it was double the butter. Um, I did note that it was a little oily. Yes. Just exactly. I thought that we did something. Well, we kind of. I guess we kind of did something wrong. But I was like, hey, you know, like there's definitely a different consistency at an Indian food restaurant with the sauce than what we have. Mm -hmm. And now we know why. Yeah, it was more partly why. I mean, we probably wouldn't have gotten it completely right anyway. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, cutting it in half, the recipe in half, it might have messed up some things. What do you think of the chicken? I thought it was really, I thought the chicken was perfectly cooked. It was really tender. The whole thing was great. I mean, I, when I was eating it, I was like, oh, this is rich, but I like it. Like, I like fatty sauces. Mm -hmm. That's really yummy. 
And then I thought the chickpea uh, was very good. I ate a lot of that too. The Punjabi chana. The Punjabi chana, yeah. Um, I could have eaten the whole pot. It was really nice. It was like a really, it was a creamy, creamy sauce, but it was like, it was, there was barely any, um, like butter in it or anything. It was just like tomatoes blended with onions, Yeah. you know, and spices. Very spicy. Um. The naan came out to be a little bit drier. Well, there were two naans that were like we made four pieces yeah and two of them were done one way and two were done the other way yeah two were rolled out a little flatter than the mm-hmm. and two were not as flat the thicker ones actually work better than the flatter yeah because it's a little doughier in the middle mm-hmm. but i don't think it, it was, turned out more like a pita than yeah non-bread but it was still delicious it was still good yeah for sure and yeah. it tasted really good dunking it in the sauce oh yeah it was amazing yeah that was a fun thing to do it was great um but yeah i think i would like to there are other non-recipes online that don't have yeast and i would like to try that or i'd like to follow a recipe that maybe does the measurements in like weight instead of volume because i feel like that would be more exact half correctly and precisely i have seen a lot of things online now of like no yeast quick non so i'm wondering i'm Hmm. curious to see how that well we're not we're not avid bakers so we don't really know it's not our yeah. territory yeah baking. it's not like intuitive we made a us. few good things of bread but for the most part we're just breaking bread and getting rid of that yeah shit and like stuff. so like with dough we're not sure like what is it really supposed to feel like 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 we know with steak like looking at it and feeling it okay this is like around like what we like it to be but it's yeah, tough it's very with intuitive bread. but with bread it's not we're not intuitive yeah because we're not trying to have that too much in our diet well yeah we just we don't do it too much, so it's not a skill we have. Yeah. Totally normal. But, you know, well, I think I would be down to try again. I want to try more Indian recipes because I thought that was really good. And I love those spices. Mm-hmm. And I actually I was telling Mike, like, I want to try, like, modifications of these recipes to be more, like, like healthier versions. Like, you know, maybe, like, obviously, like, not using naan or, like, maybe cutting back on some of the butter and stuff. Um, hmm. you know, cream and that sort of thing. Or like using like the Punjabi chana sauce on like another protein. I don't know. Like I like that tomato pureed spicy sauce. Yeah. And it's healthy or it's not like, you know, heavy and you could use that with other things. Yeah. What do you think about cooking Indian food? Did you notice any patterns? There's a lot of spices. Okay. Um, so it took a lot of time to like measure all the spices out, get all the spices together. Um, yeah, a lot of like sauces. I mean, then again, we're only doing a portion of Indian food, but like, I the pattern I've noticed with like lot, you know, when we cook this and like go to Indian restaurants, just like a lot of sauces that are very spicy, a lot of creamy like fat added. Um, yeah, kind of heavy, um, and uh, also kind of like weird colors, like beige and brown. Like it's not really like weird to appealing. Us. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, weird to us. Like it's not like visually as like appealing as like a French, you know, uh, recipe where it's like you got the piece of steak and it's got like the nice like sauce on the side and like 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's just, yeah, it's just like anytime it's like a saucy mix, like it's not going to look that nice. And the colors are like brownish and red and it's not like that vibrant. But I do think it tastes really good. I think it's like very comforting. It actually feels like a good like winter meal. Mm. Yeah, I want to I wanna try more. I like this idea of us trying food from different cultures because I think it like helps us learn. Like I feel like a lot of our cooking has been like, you know, us just trying to like, we're like, oh, we like this meat. Like let's like experiment with it. Um, but I think you can learn a lot by just like copying traditional recipes and then it gives you like ideas from there you know yeah different and people learn, learn skills learn different ways of cooking over time yeah and they had different ingredients historically yeah only us have ingredients to everything yeah in our modern world yeah it's weird we, we're just like in this place where we just have access to like whatever we want um just go to the grocery store and pick any kind of like any kind of ingredient. And so when we grew up in a culture of like, there's no, no real traditional food, you know, we ate processed food. <gasps> oh my God. A nightmare. Oh, it's just, that's just how it there was. Are, there are some traditional American foods, but what you're trying to say is that there's not like a ton of history behind them. It's not always what yeah. The people in America have eaten and all that stuff. And maybe there is more of that that I'm just, like, not aware of. Hamburgers. But, like, but like I mean... Hot dogs. But there's good American food. Baseball. Like, there's good American food. Like, if you go to a good American French restaurant, fries. like, it would be, like, a piece of meat or fish and, like, a yummy sauce. Like, they're, they're basically just combining, like, flavors and, you know, ingredients from, like, different cultures together. It's, like, a, a hodgepodge. Mm. Um, but, like... Just, like, what I grew up eating wasn't, like, traditional American. I guess the traditionalness was, like, the processed food. <laughs> hmm. Like pizza? Pizza. Um, cereal. Sandwiches. Oh. I guess sandwiches oh. are, like, American food. A lot of sandwiches. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Not much meat, no. No, not for you growing up, according to you. No. What did you think? I did like it, like I was saying. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the cooking process was get a lot of things chopped up and then add them into a pan over time. Like some of them, five, ten minutes, more of them, five, ten minutes. And then eventually you had like a sauce and then other things go into it. That was like at least the way we were exposed to the Indian food for this yeah. particular few things. Um, yeah, it's definitely good. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of chicken, typically. I think it was cooked really, you know, a good job on it. It wasn't dried out in any way, so yeah, that was good. But I don't know. I, I just don't find chicken to be very, like, appetizing unless it's prepared in a more unhealthy way a lot of times like fried chicken has like a delicious appeal but pretty much any other chicken except maybe like the buttermilk like roasted you know the marinated one that's roasted whole like i think that's good chicken wings can be pretty good with like the seasoning on it and all that but like otherwise it doesn't really get me excited skin on it for it to taste good because it has like 
a lot of flavor. And... Right, and it needs to get crispy. Like, we didn't have crispy skin in this. Yeah, that was one thing. Like, I didn't like how the skin on the chicken thighs wasn't cooked, like, seared. Uh, I guess you could, too, like... Another thing you could do is, like, sear the chicken first, then well, take could... out the chicken, and then do the steps with the sauce. Right. Or you could even, like, debone it after it's been cooked. Yeah. Right, so then you just have little pieces to eat out of it instead of having... Like, that's sometimes annoying, too. When it's super saucy, I don't want to get my hands up on it. And so yeah. it's, like, cutting it while it's on the bone takes a little extra time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was fun to do. I I thought it was a little bit too much effort for what we got out of it, but that's yeah. almost always my opinion, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean... I think that was our thing today, that night. It was like, we're not going to go out to a restaurant. We're going to just cook in. We're going to be safe inside and cook. Yeah. And accidentally be a little unsafe. Yeah. I Now I've got to deal with this injured finger. Yeah. Hopefully it grows back. I just, I, I remember being a kid and hearing that, like, I don't know who it was. This could have been a dream, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was A real. dream? Oh, my God. That someone chopped off, their nail fell off, and it grew back green. Green? <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to have a green uh, nail? I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Like, it's all the little things. Like, I mean, I went to the gym today, and I was limited with what I could do. Still gotten a good workout, though, but hmm. wasn't able to do my, like, deadlifts and, like, um, what is it, squat rack. Yeah. So. Can't carry weight, heavy weight. I did. I was hands. able to carry like 50, 20 pounds on each hand. Sorry. It's not that bad. Yeah. I guess we'll have to make sure to not cut our fingers in the future. Maybe I'll get yeah. you, maybe I'll get you like, like metal gloves. I've seen that before, but I feel like I would never use it. <gasps> You just want to cut your fingers I do off, want to don't take, you? I do want to take a knife cutting class. I think mm. I would benefit a lot from that because I've never... I used to work in a deli and I was trained a little bit there. Actually, one of my nutrition classes in school taught us knife skills, but <gasps> I definitely need like a re <laughs> refresher. Uh-oh. That one didn't take? No, didn't. Knives are sharp. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Have you ever cut yourself cutting? Majorly? No. That's really kind of a crazy thing. Like, it's really sharp knife getting really close to your hands. Yeah. But, hey, it's life and you gotta take risks, right? Yeah, that's why you got ten fingers. So they can, they can get chopped off one by one. Well, yeah, as long as if you chop one off, you still got nine others. <laughs> It'd be bad if we were born with one finger. That would be terrible. Like then you might chop finger. off. You, if you had one finger, you wouldn't even be able to chop it off. You need those extra digits and opposable thumbs to really articulate the tools, you know? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we're just animals. Yeah. Yeah. That's what separates us from the others, isn't it? Yeah. Fire and tools, internet, laws for cows. <laughs> yeah. Culture. Yeah. Humans have culture. Isn't that weird? What's that all about? It is weird. We should stop having culture. Why do we do that? So, it's like, odd to think of like our so culture. So obnoxious of I all like our ancestors. Like, why do they have so much culture? I feel like I talk about our culture and like... 
You hate our culture. No, I don't. Yeah, you're like, oh, we don't have one, and it's, no. oh, no. No, that's the thing. Like, I would say that, but, like, mm-hmm. we do have culture. It's just, like, I'm not as, I'm, like, in it, so I'm, like, not hmm. maybe able to articulate it well, but, like, someone else looking in would be able, maybe better able to explain what it is about our culture that's appealing. I mean, we do have something unique about our, it's just not that like traditional. Like it doesn't go back that far, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, I think a lot of other cultures are very interested in that. Like, I mean, I know my cousins from England, they are so fascinated with American culture and they like, that's because we, that's because we rebelled against them. And it is kind of cool that you go here from another country and it's like all new stuff and like innovative people are kind of like progressing, like looking forward into the future. But like you go into a lot of other countries and they feel like a lot of it, it, it the culture is like, oh, our past. Like it's mm-hmm. like almost like we're done here, but like free, free, feel free to roam around and look at our past. It's, mm. That's it. They're like relics for us to explore. Wow. But then again, they're not, because we're like, hey, you guys want to go on vacation? Everyone's like, yeah, let's go to the coolest spots in Europe and eat and walk around. Yeah, when I was in Europe, I feel like I just felt a lot of that. It was just like a bunch of people touring around. Pros and cons to everything in this world, huh? Yeah. Lots of trade-offs. Yeah, there are. You don't know sometimes what path is the right one to take. Who knows? Better take one of them, though, because otherwise you're just standing there. How do you know the right path to take? Well, the right path is not on the left. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when you get to a fork in the road? Reevaluate. Oh, it's just like another <laughs> joke. You pick it up. Oh, my God. Did your, did your dad tell you that one? I'm sure he has many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are tough, those forks in the road. They are. Hardly ever come to a knife in the road, though. Or a spoon in the road. That would really be hard to figure out. Do I pick it up? Do I leave it there? I don't think I've ever seen a knife on the road or a fork. Really? Yeah. Hmm. You ever seen a forked tongue? <laughs> no. That's what snakes have. Ooh. This is a word association game. Snakes are freaky. They are weird. Uh, they seem to be evil, I guess. Yeah. Symbolically, snakes represent Why evil would someone want a and snake? And lying. Do you think it's so that they feel cool? Or do you think they actually are like... I think all people with snakes are very cool. Really? Mm-hmm. They don't even have to go to Hot Topic. For me to think they're cool. <laughs> I feel like it's like a sig- a symbol or like a signal of like I'm a badass. Yeah, that's that's what it is known to mean. Ooh, they're just gross. Snakes are dangerous, but I'm cool with them. Yeah, I'm a dangerous person. I would never have a snake. <laughs> I think you would. You're more of like a golden retriever kind. I've of caught guy. a snake or two before, but not really? like. Not like scary ones, just like ones you see when Little you're a Little garden snakes? Some garter snakes for sure. A few other ones. I don't know the names for all of them. Probably a brown snake, a milk snake. Mm, never. Once caught a snake, put it in a little terrarium. <laughs> and then nearby to it were some frogs we also caught <laughs> in a box. 
And then the snake got out and started eating a frog. Really? Yeah, that's true. Did you see it happening? Yeah, we heard the frog screaming. Really? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, that's pretty yeah, That was pretty bleak. little when that happened. Did it scare you? No, but we didn't know how to save anything, so we just kind of got rid of everything. Like, yeah, whatever. Oh, no. Can't save this frog. Oh, yeah, because they don't, like, they swallow them, right? Mm-hmm. They don't chew on them. No. So then I guess, like, acid just kind of, like, built up. Yeah, them. they just swallow things whole. Ugh. Remember that guy who, like, went into a snake? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just show you. This is a guy who, like, crawled into, like, a large snake like literally you mean like was eaten by a snake no he crawled in he wore like some kind of suit did he get like expelled out the behind he was able to get out like it was like an it was like something like you know it was like a magic trick um was it david blaine no he actually did it i know um i don't know who it was could have been david blaine he always does stuff he just like held on to a balloon to space i know he's so cool that wasn't that was magic, but it wasn't magic. Yeah. Yeah, I love those kinds of uh, performances. But no, it was almost like a, yo, look at me, I can like... No, he. I mean, he definitely did his research before like going in on it, but I, I, I don't know who it was, and it was like a couple of years ago hmm. to watch it. Wow. I think we're going to watch that immediately <laughs> when we finish this. Yeah, I think... Um, I think we should. Yeah, what did we learn today? That Indian food tastes pretty good? It tastes good. Um, you know, I think most foods taste good, right? We wouldn't learn about their foods that taste bad. Yeah, we're tasting the good stuff. Um, it's different than, it's definitely different and distinct from the kinds of foods that we're familiar with. Um, very mushy looking, but oh. very rich and spicy and. I need more adjectives to describe my. Uh, we'll come back next flavors. episode with the thesaurus. Yep. We'll describe things in a multitude of ways. Mm -hmm. Every aspect will be covered. Yes. Um, yeah, thanks, India. Thank you for your delightful food, and we promise to uh, experiment with more. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.